The Elephant's Child by Rudyard Kipling Adapted by Jean Duplessis Illustrated by Marjorie van Heerden Long, long ago, when the world was very new, the elephant had no trunk. He only had a blackish, bulgy nose as big as a boot that he could wriggle about from side to side. But he couldn't pick up things with it. But there was one new elephant, an elephant's child, who was full of curiosity. He asked questions about everything that he saw or heard or felt or smelt or touched. And all his uncles and aunts spanked him. And still the elephant's child was full of curiosity. He asked his tall aunt, the ostrich, why her tail feathers grew just so, and his tall aunt, the ostrich, spanked him with her hard, hard claw. He asked his tall uncle, the giraffe, what made his skin spotty, and his tall uncle, the giraffe, spanked him with his hard, hard hoof. And still the elephant's child was full of curiosity. He asked his broad aunt the hippopotamus why her eyes were so red. And his broad aunt the hippopotamus spanked him with her broad, broad hoof. He asked his hairy uncle the baboon why melons tasted just so. And his hairy uncle, the baboon, spanked him with his hairy, hairy paw. And still the elephant's child was full of curiosity. One day, the elephant's child asked a brand new question, a question that he had never asked before. He asked, What does the crocodile have for dinner? And everybody said, Hush! Hush! In a loud and fearful tone. They spanked him immediately and directly, without stopping, for a very long time. Then the elephant's child came upon the kolokolo bird and said, my father has spanked me, and my mother has spanked me, all my uncles and aunts have spanked me, for my curiosity. But I still want to know what the crocodile has for dinner. The Kolokolo bird said, Go to the banks of the great, grey, green, greasy Limpopo River, all set about with fever trees, and ask him yourself. The next morning, the elephant's child took 50 kilograms of bananas the little short yellow kind, and 50 kilograms of sugar cane, the long purple kind, and 17 melons, the green crackly kind, and said to all his dear family, Goodbye. I'm going to the great, grey-green, greasy Limpopo River, all set about with fever trees to find out what the crocodile has for dinner. And they all spanked him once more for luck, though he asked them most politely, to stop. He went away, eating melons and throwing the skins about, because he could not pick them up. At last he came to the banks of the great grey-green greasy Limpopo River, all set about with fever trees. There he found a bicolored python rock snake curled around a rock. Excuse me, said the elephant's child most politely. But can you tell me what the crocodile has for dinner? 
Then the bicolored python rock snake uncoiled himself very quickly from the rock and spanked the elephant's child with his scalesome, flailsome tail. That's strange, said the elephant's child. Because my father and my mother and my uncle and my aunt, not to mention my other aunt, the hippopotamus, and my other uncle, the baboon, have all spanked me for my curiosity. I suppose this is the same thing. So he said goodbye very politely to the bi-coloured python rock snake and helped to coil him up on the rock again. He went on, eating melons and throwing the skins about, because he could not pick them up, till he stopped on what he thought was a log of wood at the very edge of the great grey-green greasy Limpopo River, all set about with fever trees. But it was really the crocodile. And the crocodile winked one eye like this. Excuse me, said the elephant's child most politely. But can you tell me what the crocodile has for dinner? Come closer, little one, said the crocodile. Why do you want to know such things? Excuse me, said the elephant's child most politely. But my father has spanked me, my mother has spanked me, not to mention my tall aunt the ostrich and my tall uncle the giraffe, who can kick ever so hard, as well as my broad aunt the hippopotamus and my hairy uncle the baboon, and including the bicolored python rock snake with the scalesome flailsome tail, who spanks harder than any of them. And so, if it's all the same to you, I don't want to be spanked anymore. Come closer, little one, said the crocodile, for I am the crocodile. Then the elephant's child grew all breathless and panted and kneeled down on the bank and said, You are the very person I have been looking for all these long days. Will you please tell me what you have for dinner? Come closer, little one, said the crocodile, and I'll whisper. Then the elephant's child put his head down close to the crocodile's musky, tusky mouth, and the crocodile caught him by his little nose, which up to that very week, day, hour and minute had been no bigger than a boot. I think, said the crocodile, and he said it from between his teeth like this. I think today I will begin with elephant's child. The elephant's child was angry. And speaking through his nose like this, he said, Let go! You are hurting me! Then the elephant's child sat back on his little haunches and pulled and pulled and pulled. And his nose began to stretch. And the crocodile floundered into the water, making it all creamy with great sweeps of his tail. And he pulled and pulled and pulled. And the elephant's child's nose kept on stretching. And the elephant's child spread his four little legs and pulled and pulled and pulled. And his nose kept on stretching. And the crocodile thrashed his tail like an oar. And he pulled and pulled and pulled and it each pull, the elephant's child's nose grew longer and longer, and it hurt. Then the elephant's child felt his feet slipping, and he said through his nose, which was by now nearly two meters long, This is too much for me. 
Then the bicolored python rock snake knotted himself around the elephant's child's hind legs and said, Pull harder! I'll help! So he pulled, and the elephant's child pulled, and the crocodile pulled. But the elephant's child and the bicolored python rock snake pulled the hardest, and at last, the crocodile let go of the elephant's child's nose. With the plop, you could hear all up and down the Limpopo. Then the elephant's child sat down most hard and sudden. But first, he was careful to say, Thank you, to the bicolored python rock snake. And next, he was kind to his poor pulled nose. He wrapped it all up in cool banana leaves and hung it in the great grey-green greasy Limpopo River to cool. What are you doing that for? said the bi-coloured python rock snake. Excuse me, said the elephant's child. But my nose is badly out of shape and I'm waiting for it to shrink. Ha, huh, said the bi-coloured python rock snake. Some people do not know what is good for them. The elephant's child sat there for three days, waiting for his nose to shrink, but it never grew any shorter. In fact, the crocodile had pulled it out to a really, truly trunk, the same as all elephants have today. At the end of the third day, a fly stung him on the shoulder, and before he knew what he was doing, he lifted up his trunk and hit the fly dead with the end of it. Ha! I told you so, said the bi-coloured python rock snake. You couldn't have done that with a mere smear nose. Try and eat a little now. Before he thought what he was doing, the elephant's child put out his trunk and plucked a large bundle of grass, dusted it clean against his forelegs and stuffed it into his own mouth. Ha! I told you so, said the bi-coloured python rock snake. You couldn't have done that with a mere smear nose. Don't you think the sun is very hot here? It is, said the elephant's child. And before he thought what he was doing, he slopped up a sloop of mud from the banks of the great grey-green greasy Limpopo and slapped it on his head, where it made a cool, sloppy, sloshy mudcap, all trickly behind his ears. Ha! I told you so said the bi-coloured python rock snake. You couldn't have done that with a mere smear nose. How would you like to spank somebody? I should like it very much indeed, said the elephant's child. Well, said the bi-coloured python rock snake, you will find that new nose of yours very useful to spank people with. Thank you, said the elephant's child. I'll remember that. And now I think I'll go home to all my dear families and try. So the elephant's child went home across Africa, frisking and whisking his trunk. He pulled fruit down from trees. He plucked grass up from the ground. He swatted flies with his trunk. He made himself a new, cool, slushy, squashy mud cap whenever the sun was hot. When he felt lonely walking through Africa, he sang to himself down his trunk and the noise was louder than many brass bands. He went especially out of his way to find a broad hippopotamus. She was no relation of his, and he spanked her very hard to make sure 
that the bi-colored python rock snake had spoken the truth about his new trunk. The rest of the time, he picked up the melon skins that he had dropped on the way to the Limpopo, for he was a tidy little elephant. One dark evening, he came back to all his dear family, and he coiled his trunk up and said, How do you do? They were very glad to see him and immediately said, Come here and be spanked for your curiosity. Pooh, said the elephant's child. I don't think you people know anything about spanking, but I do and I'll show you. Then he uncurled his trunk and knocked two of his brothers head over heels. Oh, bananas, said the brothers. Where did you learn that trick? And what have you done to your nose? I got a new one from the crocodile on the banks of the great grey-green greasy Limpopa River, said the elephant's child. I asked him what he had for dinner, and he gave me this to keep. It looks very ugly, said his hairy uncle the baboon. It does, said the elephant's child. But it's very useful. And he picked up his hairy uncle the baboon and threw him into a nest of hornets. Then that bad elephant's child spanked all his family, immediately and directly, without stopping, for a very long time. He pulled out his tall ostrich aunt's tail feathers, and he caught his tall uncle the giraffe by the back leg and dragged him through a thorn bush, and he shouted at his broad aunt the hippopotamus and blew bubbles into her ear when she was sleeping in the water after meals. But he never let anyone touch the colocolo bird. At last, things grew so exciting that his dear family went off one by one in a hurry to the banks of the great grey-green greasy Limpopa River, all set about with fever trees to borrow new noses from the crocodile. When they came back, nobody spanked anybody anymore. And ever since that day, all the elephants you will ever see have trunks exactly like the trunk of the curious elephant's child. Do you think it is fair that the family all spanked the elephant's child? What should they have done? Do you think it is useful having a trunk for a nose? Why? Is it wrong to be curious? Why? Why?